Syracuse basketball and football might become a recruiting power thanks to some new money brought in by SU's biggest booster. And it's time to talk SU men's basketball schedule. Non-con is looking pretty fun. It's all on Locked On Syracuse. It's right now. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Locked On Syracuse, your Tuesday episode. I'm Matt Bonaparte. That's Owen Valentine. Uh, I hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday morning, afternoon, night, whenever you're listening. Thanks for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. First and foremost, just want to say thank you for the support that we've been getting through early football season. We're up over 700 subscribers on YouTube. If you're not subscribed, head over, hit that subscribe button. We'd love to uh, have you over on YouTube.com. Also, if you want to talk to us. What? Can we do something special for 1K? yeah sure you think of something we'll do it i will um if you want to talk to us email us lo syracuse 44 at gmail.com we'd love to hear your thoughts concerns about syracuse uh or just tweet at us or follow us at on twitter at lo underscore syracuse we'd love to see you there as well okay let's get into the topics that we have today because we've got a lot and not a ton of time First thing, biggest thing in Syracuse athletics right now, Adam Weitzman, you know the man's name, the most famous garbage man in America, uh, is putting his money on the table for Syracuse, supposedly, for some NIL deals. He's saying that he will give $1 million per year to one five-star football player or one five-star basketball player to represent his companies, uh, which obviously means Hopefully, that translates to some five stars coming to Syracuse and playing. Uh, not necessarily what it means in the literature, but what it's going to mean in actuality. So pretty exciting stuff. I don't know if that's going to end up happening for the classes of 2023. I hope so. That would be pretty cool. But 2024, probably. Yeah, and I want to jump in here. And per the article with Donna DeTota today from Syracuse.com, that's not an or, Pones. That's an and. So what did I say? Did I say football. or? Yeah. And oh, I meant and one five star basketball player. So that is absolutely gigantic for Syracuse yeah. athletics, Huge. Syracuse basketball, Syracuse football. Uh, we were talking before we jumped on more so for Syracuse basketball in terms of impact with one guy. But regardless, this turns Syracuse into a really, really massive destination for big time recruits. If you look at basketball and you know when you you talk about the you know Darius Baisley not coming to Syracuse for other options. You talk about Dior uh, Johnson. Johnson not coming to Syracuse for other options. Kamari Land. You get that same yeah. You talk about that same player with a million dollars in their pocket. Different that's story. not backing out. They're uh, not backing out. And that lands Syracuse hundred percent Syracuse finally putting themselves in that conversation because it felt for a little while like some teams were passing them by. Uh, Obviously, I don't think you or I know 
what kinds of NIL deals every single team is is giving out. But if you want to compare Syracuse to some of the biggest programs in college basketball and in college football, I bet you a lot more of those guys or those those programs are giving out more money than Syracuse is. And, and Beheim has always said for a very long time that he recruits cleanly. He doesn't cheat and do all that, paying players and whatnot. Well, you don't have to call it cheating. So, uh, because Adam Weitzman's here to help. Syracuse is going to be a player in that conversation. Now, obviously, you're only getting one guy in either sport. I say only, but it is fantastic. Hopefully, and you it, it ends up getting you other players. And my thought was that this is a huge thing in basketball and in football. We talked about this pre-podcast, probably more in basketball than it is in football because it being one guy. I still think it's huge in football, but in basketball, one guy can take over a game. One guy can make a team great. He mentions in Donna Totota's article that he's going after guys, and he named Zion Williamson to be the yeah. type of player that he wants to go out and get after. Um Williamson in 2019 was the face of college athletics. I mean, he was the biggest story, honestly, in sports back then. He was a huge, huge name and a huge face uh, for Duke basketball. And if Syracuse can bring in a guy like that, that would be fantastic. On the football side of things, one guy cannot take over the sport, uh, over the game. If you put Bryce Young, Alabama's quarterback, Heisman winning quarterback on Syracuse right now, they're probably better, but I don't know how much better they would be compared if you got the same caliber player and you put them on Syracuse basketball right now. Uh, so I think maybe instead of giving it to one guy, you want to give it to an offensive line. That's something you said pre-pod or give it to a couple of defensive players, kind of split that money. But hey, uh, only time will tell. We'll see what ends up happening. I'm sure Weitzman knows what he's doing here, but very, very big news for Syracuse. Gigantic. And I think the vibe I was getting from Weitzman uh, from this article is that he is really looking for those guys that are going to the next level and will be big names at the next level and sort of using this as a stepping stone for possibly even bigger deals moving forward in the future. Um, so, yes, you're fronting the money right now. It's a little bit riskier, I guess, than getting a guy, you know, Zion when he gets drafted. Uh, at that point, but you've sort of set this foundation and got this relationship going from the get-go. Uh, and that is going to be really big for him in terms of what he's getting out of this. You sort of sat back and were wondering as Syracuse fans, as you see, you know, what Weitzman's done in the past and contributing to Bayheim's army. Uh, and now he's got the beautiful box uh, right next to the student section for football and basketball uh, you were just sort of waiting back and thinking, when will it happen? When will it happen? You knew he was going to get involved in some capacity. I don't really think I expected it to be a seven-figure number, uh, which is gigantic for Syracuse. I was telling you, um, Donna DeTota posted another article. Uh, this is the Donna DeTota shout-out show from us, I guess, today. Uh, and she was talking about uh, Jim Cavell. Uh, who's an industry expert apparently in NIL deals and as big of an expert as you can be at this point, as you know, recent as it is and as new. But he said of the half a million college athletes, about a thousand athletes will make five figures, so 10 grand or more. A hundred can make a hundred thousand dollars or more. And I think this number is a little low, but I think it's going to speak to 
the importance of this for Syracuse, 10 athletes in total can make a million dollars or more. So the industry expert is saying wow. 10 athletes nationwide are going to make a million dollars or more. Yes, I think that number is low, but Syracuse is going to pay two guys, one basketball, one football, which means that if there's 10 guys that are that caliber player, Syracuse is bringing in 20% of those players. No, no, which that's is $10 million. Nuts. No. Could make a million or more. There's 10 athletes oh, that could really? make a million or more. Yes. Wow. That's actually I think crazy. that number is low, but based on that number, that means if wow, Syracuse that's brings crazy. in a football player and a <laughs> oh basketball goodness. player at a million dollars a piece, I don't think I believe that is twenty percent. I think there are more than ten athletes. That I don't think over I believe. Million dollars, I think that. But I think there are schools still, out there giving ten athletes near that money. I just think that that just puts into perspective. Yes, I think that number is yeah. Not correct, it, Syracuse makes it, it makes Syracuse a higher more than put into perspective. Yeah, the importance other, of this for Syracuse recruiting. The other thing I'm thinking about in terms of what recruiting will look like is, do you think going forward, all of Syracuse, when it comes to recruiting time, big time recruiting time is now looking like, okay, who's the guy they're going after? Who's the kid that's going to get the $1 million? Um, and Or is Syracuse going to go after a bunch of five stars and say, all right, one of you is getting $1 million. Like, what's yeah. the story there? Who like, wants to be a millionaire? You know, in, in football, it's a lot different than basketball because basketball now is on the up and up in that they have been recruiting uh, near five stars or some five stars in each of the classes. Uh, football has kind of done the same thing, but hasn't had a shot at any of them, unlike basketball. Yeah. So I don't know if we see Syracuse kind of say to those recruits, like, all right, one of you is going to get a million dollars. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It seems very like I, mean, <laughs> I want to throw seems- this out there, too. This article says a year per year. Yeah, well, you're going to bring in one guy. Do right? you think that means you've got on a football you think that means team? The kids going to get a million dollars a year? Huh? What? Not a million dollars a year. I'm seeing no. It's per year. Yeah. Uh, he will offer a million dollars to one five star and one or five star football and one five star basketball. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, basketball, you're going to deal with one and dones with that caliber player. But football, you're going to have three guys on that yeah, team. Totally. If, if all goes to plan, yeah. and it should with this money, if all goes to plan in three years, Syracuse is going to have three of the best players in each class, which is awesome. Like, this is yeah. massive, like, landscape changing news for Syracuse if, if it goes to plan. Uh, okay, I got to take a quick break and then we will continue this talk, or maybe we'll shift to some uh, men's basketball schedule. Okay, if you have more thoughts, I'm glad to do that. Uh, But first, let's talk about upside from cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant. Inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, and it really hurts. That's why you should start using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. I'm willing to bet that's you. With every purchase, you can earn cash back thanks to Upside. To get started, download the free Upside app, use promo code LOCKED, and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business 
pay as usual with a credit or a debit card, and get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards and loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app and use promo LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. All right. We're back here on Locked On Syracuse. Matt Bonaparte with Owen Valentine. We're talking NIL. Owen's dog is in the back, and that's okay. Uh, what do you got more to say about this? I want to hear it. The dogs are barking. They're excited. Okay, <laughs> I told them the news earlier, and they're they're fired <laughs> up, as you should be. I think if you were a Syracuse fan right now, and they are having a field day downstairs, but if you were a Syracuse fan right now, you need to be jumping for joy and praising Adam Weitzman for pulling this off. This genuinely, and I don't think I'm overreacting by saying, changes two programs. Realistically, I think so. completely changes two programs. We talk about Syracuse basketball and the recruiting issues and difficulties that they've had over you know, the 10 years or so since uh, the loss of scholarships as Beheim gets in trouble um, and loses the wins. We talk about their difficulties getting back. This brings them right back. You're basically guaranteed a five-star every single year. When's the last time they've had a five-star? Who, basketball or football? Basketball. Uh, like McCullough? Was he a five-star? It's been a while. I, I got to think. Uh, I don't the know. The last time they had a five-star, was it McCullough? It was 2014. Um, yeah, 2014. The was last it? time they had a five-star recruit. You're guaranteeing yourself, basically. You are basically guaranteeing one a year for the duration of this deal. Who and was it? Was it McCullough? Adam it was McCullough. Oh, let's go. Huge for me. Good pull. Good pull. Um, uh, yeah, that is gigantic. And I I don't know the last five-star Syracuse football has brought to campus. I don't know. Probably like McNabb or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, Really, it's it's not recent. Um, it is absolutely huge for both of these programs to be able to get this. Uh, and it really, really is like the difference. When we look back on this five years from now, I think you are genuinely going to see this is the catalyst that brings both of these teams to where they can be. Uh, I think basketball more so than football, but football is – going to make a jump courtesy of this deal you talk about a three players on this team theoretically at football that are going to be uh five-star guys and i I think you have to hunt five-star quarterbacks in terms of impact um you're gonna have a quarterback you're gonna have i don't know a defensive stud and someone else right just sort of go with whatever you can it's going to be unbelievable I wonder if this has, I really am curious how much communication now Weitzman will have with Bayheim and Babers. Like, is he going to be on the recruiting trail with them? Like figuring this kind of thing out, or is it going to be like, I'm picking my guy. If I'm Weitzman, it's like, all right, is he going to be like, this is my money. I'm picking who I want to come. That's my kid. What if Babers or Bayheim doesn't want him? What's the story then? (laughs) Like, what are they going to do? 
I did not consider those conflicts, but seriously, football. Shelling out a million dollars. If I'm him, I'm like, all right, I'm picking the guy. Like, that's a million bucks for out of my bank account. Yeah. I'm picking yeah. him. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a, a weird dynamic now. And, you know, this, the players they choose cannot be chosen by Dino and Jim. Um, True. They have to be chosen by Adam because this can't be a recruiting poll. It is just players that are being given money to represent Weitzman and the new business, and they're going to have to move to Syracuse. And whether they choose to play uh, whilst here is is up to them. Syracuse football, two per 24-7, two five stars in the history of their metric. Who's that? Um, That would be Cecil Howard, class of 01, and Johnny Morant class of 2000 so back-to-back years uh but not not recent it's been two decades since they brought a five-star in and now they're bringing in one a year (laughs) yeah i mean hopefully let's i'm really really curious as to how this goes down and how long it goes down and and what all the trials and tribulations of it are going to be yeah so uh i guess we'll find out but okay let's switch gears a little bit let's talk uh, men's basketball. We got a comment last week. Somebody's like, all right, guys, like the football is great. When am I going to hear about this basketball schedule that dropped? Basketball schedule dropped. We didn't talk about it for a little while. We're sorry about that, but we are here now. Um, I think it dropped sometime last week, uh, yeah. which I we both kind of anticipated. And there's some interesting stuff going on here. I'll share my screen so we can go through it together. Hold up. Okay. All right, so you you start with a couple of exhibition games, whatever. Um, and then you're looking at Lehigh, Colgate, and Northeastern. Those should all be huge wins, although Colgate last year, I don't know where you were, Owen, but that day, Syracuse women's basketball, men's basketball, and football all played on the same day. And I was at the NC State football game, in North Carolina sitting in the press box and I was watching the basketball game on my laptop because the football game was a blowout. Um, and I was just, I had to know how the, the basketball game was going and I just watched Colgate come back and beat them. And I was absolutely heartbroken. Um, but you know, you never know with Colgate that game last year was easily the worst on their resume. The one that everybody kept saying, all right, well, if they win this game, win that game, the resume gets better, but you're still looking at that terrible Colgate loss uh, because it really was so, so bad. Um, I was at the game got... for what it's worth. Oh, were you really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, how was it in the dome? Uh, breathtaking in a bad way. <laughs> it's it's really right, all so, I can say. I mean, that's I I believe it. Uh, then you got Northeastern. These should all be wins. You're looking at a hopefully three and O team right here, but you never know anymore. And you go down to the Barclays Center. You do not have the Thanksgiving trip that they had last year, where they went down to the Bahamas, down to Atlantis. Uh, instead, you're facing off against at least Richmond in at the Barclays Center, and then either St. John's or Temple. St. John's here. This is the first time that they don't necessarily play St. John's. They could play St. John's, but if they do, it's the first time Syracuse will have played St. John's since I believe the 93 to 60 loss Syracuse took 
in what was that the 2016 season or 2015 or 17 year something like that i don't know that was was the lowest point no 16 it couldn't have been 16 because they didn't go to the tournament i think it was battles freshman year so 17 um oh i'm thinking in the reverse 17 was my first year there but the season okay i'm gonna look but i am um but that i mean that's a potentially massive game because Bayheim, I don't think wanted to see St. John's, um, and it's it's a rivalry that I think St. John's fans care a lot more about than Syracuse fans maybe these days. I still care about it. Yes, it was it was December twenty first, twenty sixteen. So the twenty sixteen seventeen season, Syracuse lost ninety three to sixty in the dome. Terrible, um, but that could be a huge game. Uh, one that yeah. hopefully Syracuse wins and all the Red Storm fans can just stop talking. Uh, but not necessarily going to play him. It's either St. John's or Temple, so we'll see how that turns out. Then Doug Eddert comes to the Dome and the Bryant Bulldogs. We saw them two years ago, opening night, 85-84. I remember that game. They won that by was one a point. I was at that Barama one. went down in like the first minute, and it was out for the year. It was like, oh, gosh, like Barama stopped playing. Um but uh, Bryant, hopefully, I mean, at this point, you're hopefully looking at a team. I mean, none of these teams scare me. I don't know about you, Owen, but I'm looking at a hopefully 6-0 team right here. There's no reason you shouldn't I, be 6-0. Can I tangent here? Go ahead. I got to go back to the Bryant season opener um, okay. because I was there. It was the COVID year, so only media is there. Uh, it's an empty facility, and I, I went to high school and was good friends with Charles Pride, who plays for Bryant. And Charles had a great stretch in that game where I think he scored on back-to-back possessions. And this is an empty facility, so, like, it makes no sense. Like, I remember Alan Griffin with one of the best alley-oops I've seen in person, and the place is still just silent. Like, it's, it was the weirdest environment. And Charles scores Weird on times. back-to-back possessions. And after he scores the second time, he's coming back, and he points at me and starts <laughs> smiling and is, like, looking to celebrate with me. And I'm sitting here, everyone's looking at me on media row here on the court side because no one else is here. And I'm like celebrating with Charles that he's just done this. <laughs> and so he put me in the weirdest spot. I'm actually, I called the game for WAER because of COVID complications. Oh, I remember that. It was the most was chaotic crazy. game. So I'm on the air and I was broadcasting with Corey Spector and he goes, I, I think Charles Pride is celebrating with Owen right now. <laughs> It was great. That's pretty good. So I, I had to go back to that story because that's all I could think of when I hear yeah, Brian. And uh, I'm excited to have them back in the Dome. I think that'll be a fun game uh, with a yeah, fun Bryant too. team now with uh, with Dougie Fresh. Totally. Uh, so I think, I don't know, they could be 5-1 and one here, maybe 4-2, and two, but I think they should probably be 6-0. and oh. Although, you know, we don't really know what we're going to see out of this team, so I'm not going to make any real crazy predictions. Yeah. Uh, then they move on at Illinois. That's going to be a crazy game. I think the Illinois fans are going to pack State Farm Center regardless of who's there. So Syracuse is going to be walking into a hostile environment. I think any team that goes to Illinois is walking into a hostile environment. So oh, yeah. I think a really fun game uh, for that team, though, at Illinois, the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Last year, crazy ACC Big Ten Challenge. I was fortunate enough to be there at the Indiana game two overtimes. So that was nuts. Yeah, uh, They pull out. That was the biggest win of the year, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, but uh, hopefully 
Illinois is a good team. I don't know who's coming back for them. I know they lost Coburn. I know they don't – obviously, they don't have DeSumo anymore. He's been in the NBA for a couple of years now. But uh, we'll learn more about them as that game approaches. But that's going to be a tough one. We know that. First ACC game, Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame's a good team. They always kind of give J- Syracuse J- trouble. Starling game. Interesting. Yes, J.J. Starling connection. Game. right about that one. That's uh, That's going to be interesting. Although I do think – it was obvious Starling was going to go to Notre Dame for some reason. Oh, yeah. People were like, oh, he's from Baldinsville. He's got to go to Syracuse. Come on. Um, tough one. And then you get three pretty much cupcake games, even though Syracuse. That Georgetown game last year, man, I was so sad. I was sitting there watching that game. Oh, my gosh. Joe Girard hit a free throw. Oh, my gosh. That game was awful. Seriously awful. So I don't think Georgetown won another game after that Syracuse game. So bad. I think they beat Howard, maybe, and that was it. They went like six and twenty-two or something. Like they were so awful. That was the worst loss on the schedule. Even worse than Colgate, I think. Um, but Oakland, Georgetown, Monmouth, these are three wins. They should be three wins. There's no world in which you lose one of those games unless it's a really bad team that Syracuse is putting out there. Uh Cornell, that should be a win too. And then ACC play begins. So let's just take a look at ACC play. The road trips compared to the homestands this year are a little bit different because last year you both had Duke and UNC both on the home or on the home court and away, or was it just Duke home and away? Just UNC on the road. Uh-huh. Yeah, UNC was just on the road. So you had yeah. Duke home and away, UNC on the road last year. Now both of them, there's UNC at home, and then you get Duke home as well. So your big road trips this year that you don't usually see are Georgia Tech. You don't usually see you have a home and home with Notre Dame like we already talked about. Uh, You go to Louisville. uh, You go to Clemson. uh, Back to Florida State. You have the home and home with Florida State last year. Uh, Pretty standard stuff, but, you know, there are teams in here that, of course, have given Syracuse trouble. Oh, home and home with Georgia Tech. I didn't know that. Okay, interesting. Uh, I like that it's two home games to finish out the season. That reminds me of 2021 spring when they went to the tournament and made the Sweet 16 run where it was a Georgia Tech and a Duke loss back-to-back in these two games where they would have been. And then they had a Clemson game and a UNC game. I don't know if it's that order, one of the two. Uh, And they won those two games, of course. They get into the tournament, then they beat NC State in the ACC tournament, lose to Virginia on a buzzer beater, was enough to get in. So I like to see the two home games to finish out the schedule, but I don't know. You know, Syracuse, I I think, is either going to have – a really strong year or a really weak year. I don't know if it's going to be a bubble season just because yeah, I think I agree. it's going to depend on how good the freshmen are. And if they come in and they play really well, these games, these four games should all be wins. And these three games should all be wins. And we'll see what happens at the empire classic. You should probably win those games. Like non-con this year to me is really weak and yeah. you should win every single non-con game. Maybe aside from Illinois. So, I mean, Syracuse, I don't know if you're giving yourself much leeway for slack it instead of what it was last year where they beefed up the schedule in hopes of making the tournament with a, an old team you're now giving yourself cupcakes here there and everywhere to hopefully give your freshmen some chances to kind of get the ball rolling get together mesh gel uh and get to a position where you're going to be ready for acc play because acc yeah. plays tough and the only conversation there is pre-acc play if something goes well it is always the same thing but is this going to happen when the ACC 
uh, gauntlet comes around. It's always the same thing. Is he yeah. going to have 10 rebounds against Pitt? That's what I'm asking. People always say that. I think it's hilarious. Um, so it's all going to be about if the freshman can come in and show up and if Joe Girard flourishes in that two spot. But uh, what do you got on the schedule? So when I when I look at this, I, I do see uh, – it's it's interesting for me because I look at sort of this this schedule and I I think they've got they've got a tough go of the start of this schedule honestly like it's it's a difficult or the ACC I apologize okay, I not the schedule as a whole uh, but it's a tough go at the start of ACC play uh, to go yes you've got your two sort of you know those first Notre two games Dame, are wins. Notre Dame is decent okay, they're not incredible. Notre Dame. Maybe not, but um, these but two, Pittsburgh, these BC. should be absolute wins. Yeah, you go Pittsburgh, these, BC. These two games are tough, though. Yeah, and then you you go right into it with a pretty tough little road stretch. Yes, Louisville's not great right now, but you go at Louisville, at Virginia, then you go Virginia Tech, Notre Dame, back in the Dome, then on the road to Miami, on the road, Georgia Tech. It's a, And then back with uh, – with North Carolina at home, you've got three, and then Virginia this, Tech five game stretch like with three road games right here. This is this tough. January. It's a very difficult January. Yeah, um, totally. You, you oh, look go at that. There's another one. So here, look at that. So four games out of six here, all on the road. That's tough. Yeah, that's not easy. Early on in ACC play too, right? Yeah, You're getting Pittsburgh and Louisville, them. who are not, and then you come back home and you face NC State finest. and Duke. Yeah, <laughs> wow, that's pretty tough. All I'm right. looking at and a power ranking the road. right now. Louisville, 13 out of 15. Pittsburgh, 15 out of 15. So you start with two gimmies. Okay, yeah. And then, bang, you go into it. Yeah, Louisville's not great. Uh, but, hey, no. any early ACC road trip can be tough. Like, we know they can lose to a pit team on the road. We've seen that so many times. So uh, those ACC games on the road, you never know. But I'm also playing into that same thing. Um, yeah, I mean, that fire. stretch in January is going to be tough, man. Four road Go trips in six games. That's going to be something. Uh, 12th on this range. And one of those home games is UNC. Like, oh yeah. my gosh. It's so you're on the road. You're on the road. You come home, play a team that was in the national championship game last year, back on the mm-hmm. road. And then you come home to play Tony Bennett. Like, that's going to be tough, man. Yeah. Uh, so their I mean, ACC schedule is tough. Yeah. I don't Very know. Very much so. All right. Well, uh, that's all the time we have. But uh, yeah, that's a tough schedule. And hopefully Adam Weitzman brings in some great recruits next year to actually, excuse me, great employees for his company next year. Uh, All right. Well, that's all the time we got. Thank you for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen every day. Go get more on the ACC. Making Lockdown ACC your second listen every day. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Lockdown take you across the ACC in 30 minutes. Lockdown ACC should be your second listen today. Uh, Owen and I will see you tomorrow to talk some Virginia. Peace.